0: These are fun, off-the-cuff discussions on movies and streaming series, both new and old.
1: Together, we'll attempt to bridge the gap between Hollywood Industry Insider and the casual viewer.
0: This is Alec. And I'm Ben. And you're listening to the Cinema A to B podcast.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Cinema A to B. So right now, I want to talk about 2022's Steven Spielberg, effectively a, a biopic, The Fablemans. Interesting picture, yeah.
0: It definitely didn't deserve Best Picture. Um, I can understand why it was nominated, but
1: no, I can't understand why it was nominated.
0: I mean, I understand because it's he's in his latter, you know, latter stages of life. Let's, you know, it's about him. He's telling his story. The Academy loves him. Now, I will say, highly flawed movie in a lot of ways, but I also walked away from it at the end of it, going, mm, "This is why Spielberg is Spielberg." Because I was still enjoyed the movie. I still watched all the way through. never was like checking my watch going. This is too long. You know, this is terrible. It's just, you know, he's still a solid director after all this time, but it's an, out of his stuff,
1: it's, eh. and out of even 2020 stuff, it's. Eh. Yeah. I, I think it's utterly ridiculous that this got a best picture nomination. <laughs> yeah. I I mean, but it is, a, it's a credit to who he is and his, mm-hmm. his bat, his amazing back catalog of work. The reason I say it's ridiculous is because this is vastly inferior movie to even something like Catch Me If You Can, mm-hmm. oh yeah, which was never a Best Picture nominee. Did it deserve some other categories? Yeah, yeah, and we'll get to, we'll get to that. I think there's some other there's you know some of the acting nominations I think were probably justified, but not Best Picture. This is this is in no way a Best Picture. Like it's just not. It's not. It's it's not a bad film. But this is
0: typical Hollywood. This is typical Academy of you know they realize that oh we probably should have given this guy an Oscar a long time ago. So let's just latch on to whatever like new. Th- I mean Guillermo del Toro like Shape of Water definitely should not have won Best Picture like at all. Like I know some people love that movie. I thought it was like it was beautiful, but it was definitely not Best Picture of that year. Oh, no. um, Leo Le- Leo DiCaprio should not have won for The Revenant like for the acting style because really pain and anger is all the two emotions that he felt that that in that movie and they're basically the same way to act it and I'm like yeah. and a quick aside
1: so what what would you have given Leo a best actor Academy Award for because I've got a film in mind I think that he probably years prior so Shutter Island okay yeah that's good like Shutter Island's good. really
0: good I mean, Catch Me If You Can is really good
1: I, I would have picked the Aviator
0: oh yeah yeah I can see that with Aviator like
1: the stuff I've seen, I think I think yeah, but Shutter Islands right there, yeah. So you're right. the The Academy does have a habit, yeah, yeah. The Academy has a habit of doing this of yeah. of kind of doing makeup, but no, I mean Spielberg's a two time Best Director winner with with Schindler's List and Sigma Private Ryan, so it's not like the Academy's not acknowledged how good he is.
0: He's kind of the golden boy of of film, right? You know, for well, years.
1: Yeah, yeah been- I mean he's. Yeah, he's he's a founding father of the when they transitioned from away from the studio system to more independent auteur style directors. He's he's a founding father, along with Scorsese. To a lesser extent, George Lucas was in that group as well. But it's only a handful of guys. William Friedkin was in that group, too. That when they when the studio system started to crumble in this, especially in the 70s. And, and then these, these guys start showing up, making incredible stuff. So yeah, he's got his track record. I know he's, I'm sure he's friends with like three quarters of the Academy. And mm-hmm. so they saw this and they're like, okay, this is a personal project. No, it's yeah. a good, it's a good film. It's a good film. I, I did look at my watch a couple times um, <laughs> in the, in the early parts. Um, but it got better as it went. And I really, I really enjoyed the, f- the final act. Mm-hmm. It, cause it finally got funny. Yeah. It was like a super unfunny movie for like the first two thirds. Like it was, it was what I was, you know, I was, I was almost going to text you. Oh, this is the feel good movie of <laughs> 2022. Cause so it's dumb. just, it's yeah, it's, it's depressing. I mean, R- rough. So my big takeaway was I didn't, I didn't realize to the extent that, that Spielberg like needs cinema. Like he he's not just good at it. There is something innate in him that that needs this, right? And that was my big takeaway that I thought was really powerful. You know, you you always knew he was great. I think he showed his greatness from from an early age. Mm-hmm. Um and I and I was already familiar with like the World War Two, you know, short film that he'd done. I didn't know some of the other things, but that I was familiar with, and I knew it was you know, it was goofy and stuff, but it had it had those early markers of this, this guy's going to be good. Yeah. And so I knew that, but I didn't really know how much that he just emotionally, like almost spiritually needs to be a filmmaker. Yeah. And like, I wish I was wired like that. Cause you know, I went to film school and enjoyed it and stuff and, you know, tried to tried to make it out in Hollywood and it, it just some, then, yeah. some things out of my control and then some things I kind of messed up. It didn't happen, but there wasn't step. I stepped back and I'm like, uh, I love the movies, but I don't know that I have this innate thing in me that like I would be miserable, not, you know, not, not do doing that. that. Mm-hmm. So I appreciated that.
0: Well, it's, I mean, he's done it already in a couple other of his films where he, talks on it but like it's a typical adage of like if you can do anything else go and do that instead of try to pursue this and he definitely this shows kind of like what you said like he couldn't do anything else like he literally this had to be the thing that he did otherwise he was not su- gonna succeed he was not gonna be happy he was not gonna be able to deal with life and everything that it put at him that was able to him I mean they you know talked about it early on with like the train thing that he was filming of like how he was going to actually deal with scene. This thing that kind of unnerved him, and how how is he going to work through that? How is he going to actually come to terms with this thing? And it was shooting a movie and kind of starting that. So, yeah. And I love acting, but I can do it as a side project, as I do still, you know, and be yeah, happy with it and scratches that itch. And you know, you are still kind of in the industry, just not. Yeah, in, I mean, you know,
1: yeah, sure, sure. I'm in know. advertising, and and I still get to work with. Video and shooting and it and stuff. And so, yeah, that yeah. I still get to scratch that itch too, but it's, his was very defined. Like if, yeah. if this guy wasn't going to be telling stories, shooting movies or working in television, like he was, he was going to be miserable. And then you saw, you saw what that looked like with his mother, mm-hmm. right? Like, so it's like almost, he grew up looking, seeing what an artist that didn't really fulfill their dream kind of what, what that looked like. And he was like, oh, I don't want, I don't want that, nope. you know? Now, as far as performances, you know, Paul Dano continues to do Paul Dano things, but he, he was, he was solid. Michelle Williams is kind of the scene stealer, mm-hmm. although I kind of found the one dimensional nature of her character a little bit long in the tooth. Like it kind of grated on me. Well, she didn't
0: really change. She just kind of stayed the same throughout the, yeah.
1: She has no arc. She's just her, um. Judd Hirsch steals the scene as uncle Boris.
0: <laughs> I could have watched more of that. Yeah.
1: One of the best scenes in the whole movie is, is him with Sammy in his in his room. And then the actor that plays Sammy, um, this Gabriel Label. Yeah. Well, for one, he stinking looks like Spielberg. I mean, he, he really does. He looks, he looks just like a young Spielberg. And then he, he, he turned in a pretty nuanced performance. Like he wasn't, Completely one dimensional, but I will say like, it's kind of an idyllic look at Spielberg. <laughs> I mean, if like, you know what I mean? Like he doesn't, he's not a like super flawed character. It's like, oh, I'm a nice guy and I'm funny and I'm really good making movies. Like there's yeah. not, he's, he's tortured, right? Cause his home life is just kind of a mess, but I kind of wish the character was a little more flawed. I was like, ah,
0: it's here's here's know. all the good parts of me growing up, none of the bad. Yeah, you know, and, yeah, and,
1: that's kind of that's kind of what it felt like. And,
0: and the flaw he had of coming from a broken, you know, a broken home and a you know a heavy is kind of not his fault. So all of his flaws kind of came across as these are flaws, but they're they are my parents' problems that they've pushed onto me or my family issues that have been pushed onto me, not me uh, at all. So yeah, there's
1: a little bit of that. Well, there's well, a, little a little bit, but but the characters. The character's super likable. Like yeah. and I I empathized with him. I thought <laughs> I thought the I thought the scene with that with like his Christian girlfriend in the bedroom was one of the funniest <laughs> things I saw. Like in any movie the last few years. I mean <laughs> hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. And
0: he's like, All right, I'll I'll do whatever. Yeah.
1: Just a high school kid like I'll like, say oh, whatever
0: to make sure, out to you. And, sure, you know, yeah. Um
1: now an actor that I don't usually particularly care for but I was actually pretty impressed was was Seth Rogen. Yeah. Like and I kind of went into it with like uh really this guy cuz I mm-hmm. I'll be the first one to admit I'm just not a huge fan. Um and that's that's both sometimes his on-screen and off-screen antics. Mm-hmm. But he turns in like a really solid like he kind of he was very chameleon like in it. I I it wasn't too many about ten or fifteen minutes in, I was—I kind of forgot I was watching Seth Rogan. I was like, "That's that's the mark of a good performance here." Mm-hmm.
0: Well, he was able to like rein in because I mean, so many of the stuff that he's done, and I don't have the disdain for him that you do. I'm not a huge fan, but uh, you know, I like him in a lot of stuff. But when he gets hired, a lot of times they're like looking for that Seth Rogan character. You know, is like that's what it is. What he's playing in, um, and here, obviously, he has to not do that. He has to kind of play against his typical type, which obviously he does. He does really well. Again, like kind of what you're saying, I didn't see Seth Rogen really like after the first couple minutes of just, I just saw this character.
1: He really leaned out too. like, he's, he's kind of just for him. He's really skinny. And so Mm -hmm. that kind of worked into it as well. Now there's another guy that I think is a, is a scene stealer in this. It's this Sam Reckner that plays the jock Logan. Oh yeah. Dude was good. And, and Mm -hmm. that scene with him in the hallway near the end of the film. And I won't spoil that was, is like one of my, it's probably my favorite moment in the whole movie Mm -hmm. when he's, when he's confronting Sammy about that, that film. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, uh, it was poignant. It, it gave you like a nice look into Spielberg's ability to like manipulate in cinema, which I'll go ahead and say this. I, I think Spielberg's true gift, he's, he's got a tremendous eye for the camera and blocking and all that. But I really think his, his, his gift as a director is his ability to manipulate the audience. Do it subtly too. Like he's not over the top. Well, yeah, yes yeah. and no. Like, and he even, it's cool. Cause he even acknowledged like his, his main, his main uh, vehicle for audience manipulation mm-hmm. when he's ex- when he's explaining his world war II like storyboards with his, with that uncle Boris Mm -hmm. and he's like there's a close up on the hero and you, you see his face and you, but you don't see what he's seeing yet. Mm -hmm. That's, that's classic Spielberg. So Spielberg's the king of this, right? He shows you the protagonist first, the expression and then the, and he holds on it for a while and he, and he tells you how to feel. And I'm going to pick, like, in, not even, like, a great Spielberg movie to, to give an example of this. It's a good movie, but it's not, it's not one of his best. But the remake of Roll the Worlds with Cruise. Mm, when he's walking through is the city. It's full of that. Yeah. It's full of close-ups of Tom Cruise with this look of horror on his face before you see what he sees. And, you're, and he's horrified. And so the viewer's like, okay, I'm preparing to be horrified. And then Spielberg delivers the payoff. Yeah. Or Chief Brody sitting on the beach in Jaws and he, the look of horror and it does that. Yeah. Yeah. It does that vertigo effect with the camera. And then you see the, the shark barrel rolling where the kid was Spielberg's a master at that. Any aspiring filmmaker, don't be afraid to copy it. Nobody's going to accuse you of plagiarism, like show your protagonist first, giving the expression that you want, just hire a good actor and then show the audience what, what it is they're Mm seeing, And you're, three-quarters of the way there.
0: And this is what makes Spielberg Spielberg is the stuff that he kind of, maybe not invented, but definitely perfected and added in that now we see kind of like, you know, I talked about it was, you know, he doesn't over, like, doesn't hit you over the head with what you're supposed to feel, but subtly, well, some of that, yeah, it's, it's no longer subtle because we've seen it so many times, but you know, still the be, when, when it started, when that, that shot was, yeah, he's telling you how to feel, but audience really hadn't seen that before, really hadn't felt that, you know, of you know, just focusing on the hero's face of what their response was to what's happening. So it was kind of like, you know, it has changed cinema. So this, I mean, this one makes Spielberg Spielberg It's just, yeah. and that's what I like I said, I walked away from this movie just going he still got it. He still tells an amazing story. He still tells an interesting story. He doesn't make me bored with his shot selection.
1: No. So yeah. No, and there's this whole. This movie is definitely one of those love letters to movie making, because mm-hmm. there's there's all these really intricate shots, close ups of the yeah. the eight millimeter film being spliced together and like threaded through the the um the upright editor and all those vintage cameras. Like it's it's totally a love letter to to film to true filmmaking which is what this guy grew up doing. I mean, he still shoots film. He's one of the few. Aren't you glad you don't have to edit that way though? Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Having to splice but, and cut. Well, but, but even though you don't have to splice and cut, cause one of my first, my first job in LA was as a post-production assistant and that movie shot film and the assistant editors, even in the avid software had to keep counts on feet and frames because eventually they were going to have to go back to the negative to master it. Oh, and I wow. talked to the senior editor and he's like, I hate it. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> he was, yeah. he was like, I, I, he, I said, really? He's like, Oh yeah, I'd much prefer shoot digital. Like yeah. it's just, it's, it, it it's ingested. We edit it. We up res it with the master files. It's done. Yeah. he's like there's no there's none of this bringing the film in at a lower resolution the assistant editor's got to keep track of the feet and frames and then it gets pumped back out to go back to the master negative for mm. for the actual edit because it does then it does ha- have to be assembled Cut and spliced yeah oh yeah 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 i think no. now they might just scan it in at max res mes- max resolution if they shoot film and then there it doesn't go back to you know it only go back to film for select theaters right most people are watching it digital but yeah that, that editor was not a fan <laughs> not a fan <laughs> at all
0: I don't blame him
1: yeah oh, man it's definitely a cinephiles movie yeah
0: you know i mean I, I think the average average person would enjoy this i mean if you like spielberg movies if you like kind of uh, character stories and things of that sort i mean the you don't have to love film or love the behind the scenes stuff of it to enjoy this film, I would say. So it's definitely not best picture.
1: No, you know, this, this movie has nothing to do with him climbing the ladder in Hollywood. This is everything before. Mm-hmm. Um, although you, and I won't spoil it because it is, it is the best scene in the whole movie at the very it end.
0: It is. I loved it.
1: Oh, it's tremendous. It's tremendous. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that painting. <laughs> <laughs>
0: now look oh. at that one. <laughs> Oh, and who and, and who they got and who they got was yeah uh, it was just great
1: yeah i don't want to spoil it if anybody's we're we're going to try to go spoiler light on this for sure because i don't think enough people have watched this and yeah if you've you know if you appreciate spielberg which most of us do mm-hmm. from jaws you know on down
0: see it I, you won't be disappointed
1: yeah it's totally worth a watch to see kind of a take now he's it's it's filtered right like he's the one that's filtered it um, cause based on what I read, he almost like, there's a little bit of revisionist history in here. Cause, cause what I had read was his anger originally was all directed towards his father mm. and then the empathy was towards mom and the movies kind of has that flip flopped. So it's a little yeah. bit revisionist in that way, but yeah, it's an interesting look at, at, um, at his childhood and, and what kind of molded him. And the thing is that you don't really get. And I guess they couldn't convey it, but you don't really get a a close look at what kind of shapes some of him his sensibilities. It seems like a lot of that was kind of innate in him as far as the editing and blocking and all that. I mean, I think he he's got these directors that he grew up with that shaped how he kind of shoots. But yeah, he uh, I guess they couldn't go as much into that into detail and what like how his sensibilities kind of form. He just kind of had it from the start. It seemed like,
0: well, I mean, he learned it as, as he went, but there was definitely some type of innate talent that he had of how to tell a story or how to show a story, those kind of things. I
1: mean, so, my, my mind was blown when he figured out how to like pull off convincing looking gunshots in yeah. that Western short he did. Yeah. That, that I was just, wow. Yep. Wow. What a gift. Super gifted. Well, I think that uh, I've, I've yeah. said
0: everything I have to say about it. So
1: yeah, we we've we've I think we've spoken to this film.
0: I will say, if Top Gun: Maverick is in the, for Best Picture, I'm okay with Fableman's being nominated for Best Picture this uh, year.
1: <laughs> it's Alec, with Sorry. another opportunity to dig in on Maverick <laughs> uh,
0: again, I don't I didn't hate it. I enjoyed it, but I Best Picture what? Whatever. All
1: right. Yeah. So boom. I think there's very different reasons for some of these yes. films being nominated. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. And obviously this is a post Oscars episode you you know Yeah,
0: so we know what who won a new hit. So.
1: And we were mostly right on our predictions as well. Oh my goodness, we were. We were right. Yeah. So
0: all right everybody. Thanks. Appreciate you.